welcome to What You Wearing. On this episode, our vocabulary word is the pussy bow. Ooh, and I'm gonna tell you all about the Olsen twins fashion line, The Row. We're gonna discuss the Golden Globes and the looks that we loved and hated. All coming up. Well, Mark Allen, it's really good to see you. It is so good to see you. Back in studio to do our episode six. I mean, can you believe it? Episode six. We were so busy this weekend on Instagram and Facebook. You promote, were promote. You were busier than I was. <laughs> <laughs> post, post, post. Post, post, post. I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to post that, but it doesn't look good. You're like so much more creative at that stuff than I am. No, I think you're more creative than you give yourself credit well, for. Well, maybe you're more creative and I'm more lazy. Maybe... Ooh, that sounds about accurate. I don't know. I'm lazy. <laughs> I just get all second guessing whether or not I should put something on there. Anyway, and I... And I, and I we, we, I sound like a hundred years old because I get very confused on the Facebook and then the Insta and then the, uh, uh, anyway. But I'm going to get better, I promise. And um, it's been very exciting introducing this podcast to people and having so many people listening already. It's crazy. Yeah, and rating it and liking it and anticipation. I mean, I literally lay in bed going, like, share, follow. Like, share, follow. Like, it's like a cult, you know? Like, I'll get, like, crazy outfits on, just be, like, walking down Rodeo going, like, share, follow. What's wrong with them? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There are people already doing that up and down Rodeo Drive, I am sure. Well, you know. So, those of you that have been generous enough to give us your time and be listening to our podcast might have noticed the evolution of sound quality. Yes. And we are working on that. We have wonderful Ryan. Wink, wink, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Producer extraordinaire who's helping us figure the sound out. He basically just shakes his head at us most of the time, but we're (laughs) we're sorting it out. Yeah, we. I'm sure you guys weren't a fan of the dog that we heard in the first episode, but we're working on it. And there are currently (laughs) gardeners outside, so those might come in and out of today's episode. That's very exciting. Just include it. You know, like a true Zen master. It's not my stomach growling. That's <laughs> that's an air blower. It might be my stomach growling. I'm trying to get skinny. So that whole thing. I mean, you know, I've tried pretty much everything. Every trainer, every kind of diet. Every, so now I've tried the new thing I'm doing is acupuncture. Yeah? Uh-huh. And this acupuncturist, it's great. She is some kind of Chinese witch. This woman's amazing. Dr. Linda. Which, wow. okay. And she gave me this treatment twice uh-huh. and I've had zero indigestion. It's like crazy. Like yeah. in one week I've had no indigestion and my left knee, which was giving me all sorts of trouble doing squats and all that, uh-huh. all that pain went away. In like one week, two sessions. So People swear by it. And so. now she's giving me late weight loss tea. Ooh, so. weight loss tea. You know what? I don't know if I believe in that, but I will. I trust you. And all the descriptions on are written in Chinese, so I really just have to take her word for it. But I will say the Chinese have mastered so much. I'll uh, I'll get on board. They are. I mean, they're they're pretty extraordinary that way. I'm, I'm just, on board. If it works, you can't complain. So our sound journey has taken us to new filters, so I can yeah. say. And without annoying you, it's my teasing piece. Apparently, William's voice is fine. It's my cratchety voice. (laughs) 
<laughs> that Ryan has to deal with all the time. Add so. a little oil to it. <laughs> a little oil. A little oil. What, yeah, that's what he said. Okay. Uh-huh. So we really appreciate that. We've had so much fun. Um, just, I don't know, some of the people have gotten postcards in the mail you mm-hmm. sent out and... It's just been really exciting to be creating this with you, William. Some super so much fun, so exciting. Yeah, a bit scary, but scary's good. I'm waiting for my mom to get the post. Has your mom gotten the postcard yet? She's seen the image, and we got the reaction that we wanted. <laughs> what did we, she say? She was like, "You look like Evangelist." I was like, "That's exactly what we want." <laughs> Aren't we the House of Evangelista? That's what you are, right? <laughs> Who me? <laughs> Well, no. <laughs> no, no. Extravaganza. Extravaganza, evangelista. Anyway, who knew Linda Evangelist was actually an evangelist? It's amazing. If you did not receive a postcard in the mail and you are dying for one, simply uh, message us, like us, whatever, and we will send you one to yeah. have in your DM fridge. Us, let us know. Have in your office. Uh, there will be a collectible item one day. <laughs> a collectible. At the, at the Smithsonian. I mean, everyone has to start somewhere. We don't want to be lined in any bird cages, though. No, we don't. Well, <laughs> depends on the bird cage. I've seen some really nice bird cages. This is true. <laughs> so one of the things that was really exciting this last week is the Golden Globes. Yes. And I feel like we... Only second... Award show, I believe, since COVID. So, yeah. I feel like it was the best movie trailer I've ever seen because I hadn't heard of almost any of the movies. Like, there's yeah. so many of the stuff were just all streaming services. And right. You're, and it sucks because if you don't have... Like, I don't have Amazon Prime, so I can't watch any of the Amazon Prime movies. Mm-mm. So I just have my Netflix and Hulu. So if they weren't on there, I couldn't see them and... Anyway, but it's kind of fun to see the different options that were out there. And it was yeah. really nice to see fashion. I feel like life's coming back a little bit. so that Slowly pe- but surely, yeah. So people are showing up, and there were actually people showing up to do presenting, and people... I mean, what was your take from the Globes? Fashion. Oh, fashion-wise. Okay. Because, yeah. uh, okay. I mean, there's a lot to say about the I Globes. Mean, the first thing that was weird... And I, you know, we're we're learning how to do it, I guess the new way or the temporary way was the fact that one host was in L.A. and the other host was in New York and the schemes are split. It, 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 it was just weird. But the fashions were good. But didn't you think that was so funny where they did that thing like they were trying to pretend they were on the same right. stage and they put a like big man hand through the other side and like fondle each other. I thought that was... And if there's anyone that can do it, it's those two girls. Oh, for sure. You know? So sure. I, I felt like it was... Because <clears throat> it was postponed already. And the Oscars are coming up too in a few weeks, right? I believe so. I haven't seen I haven't much seen, promotion yeah. saying that it's coming, so I don't know. Well, the Oscars were so bitter a couple years ago about Roma, a Netflix movie, being yeah. up in there, that now this year everything's Netflix. So I'm, I just don't know what they're going to... I've heard a lot, promotion-wise, I've heard a lot of commercials, seen a lot of commercials for the Grammys with Trevor Noah hosting. But I haven't really seen any talk of the Oscars, actually. Yeah, I wonder if there's like a murmuring of postponing them again, or who knows? Or maybe, because, maybe they're rolling them out after the Grammys, and they want to wait for that. I don't know. Uh, we, we will find out, and as soon as we find out, we will let you know, and we will judge and evaluate every look going down the red carpet. So, the red yeah. carpets were interesting. There were some people actually at the red carpet, and then there are other people that were not. And I'm just going to start speaking to some things that that just out there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura Dern started the entire show. Mm-hmm. She walked out in a Givenchy suit. Now, 
Yahoo Life, which is totally written by a bunch of Yahoos. Okay, okay for sure. Thing? No, Yahoo. You know Yahoo, the search engine. Hello, Yahoo. Uh, Yahoo. <laughs> Yahoo. 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 <laughs> Yahoo. Is that the same thing? Yahoo. Am I saying it wrong? Changing the whole pronunciation. That's I, why I didn't know what it was. Like, I'm like, staring at me like, I'm like, is that a new show? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? No, Yahoo, 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 Yahoo. There you go. Oh my God, Yahoo. That is so. I literally just had a stroke. I'm sorry. So Yahoo Life starts out. Oh, I said it again. But anyway, Yahoo Life starts has this whole like fashion people talking about these looks. And their their comment on Laura Dern that was she was in this perfect Givenchy black tailored suit. That girl came out almost tripped over those pant legs. It oh, looked like it no. didn't fit her at all. Really? And I'm like, sad Laura. That's mm-hmm. sad for Laura. What do you can't start off the whole Golden Globes in an ill fitting black suit in a black suit? Come on. And they Come said on. they liked it. Oh yeah. And the other one that they liked is Jamie Lee Curtis. And Jamie Lee Curtis is wearing that crazy looking, they're like, we're obsessed with this yellow dress and this, and the slight shoulder pads. They call them slight. Oh no, they were dynasty they football were shoulders. Di- yes! Like but Troy I like, Aikman was up in there. What I are you liked about? that dress. Troy Aikman's a football player, in case you didn't know. Um, <laughs> I didn't, but thanks for telling me. I'm very me. jock-ish. I know lots of jock stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. Anyway, so Jamie Lee Curtis was in this and I just, I love the color. Um, I did someone in that color a few years ago. Uh, hello, Ryan. But it just, I, I just didn't understand. And their their interpretation of it was so weird. And then they were like talking about um, Julia Garner from Ozark. They're like, okay. oh, she looks lovely and divine. No, she was wearing this Prada. It's a Nada Prada. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's happening. one of those things is that deep V. Mm-hmm. Just stop the deep. Just stop the deep. I mean, this was deep it not good on her. It's not good on you. First of all, that girl needs to eat a sandwich. You can see all of her sternum. You can see that. Well, and that's, her boobies. I, no, it's ugly. It is not the... pretty. Okay. It is not pretty. Do not show up in the gold gloves and something that's not pretty. Okay. <sighs> then oh. that only one that really gave me like life mm-hmm. from the Yahoo life. <laughs> from the Yahoos who write Yahoo jokes, Life. y'all. He got jokes. Um, is that girl who was from Un- Unorthodox? I don't know if you ever saw that show. Unorthodox. Never. Uh-uh. So good about this girl who leaves the um, Unorthodox Jewish church uh-huh. and escapes her whole. Oh my gosh. Anyway, she was wearing this black Chanel dress that was perfection oh, and okay. actually tailored and fit her properly. Okay. I was like, that girl is. She probably, I don't know, ignored COVID restrictions or whatever, but she made it work. She looked perfect. Okay. Well, uh, I actually love um, some some selects that I liked. Viola, Viola Davis did a uh, La Baie by CK. Her, the print of the dress was like a kente African cloth. You just said five words. I have no idea what you're talking about. So La Baie by CK? Is the designer of so the dress. So CK, like CK1, Calvin Klein? Uh, sure. It's the letter CK. So yeah, sure. It can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fashion joke. There for are, sure. there's, actually, there's actually other people with the initial CK, but sure. Well, I don't know, but why would they just say CK and not give us their actual name? It's like well, every, I don't know. Okay, good. But anyway, she looked lovely. She looked gorgeous. Regina King and Louis Vuitton. I thought that was super weird looking. I loved it. That big heavy silver thing in the middle. It didn't look to me personally like Louis Vuitton. It looked more Versace to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Or it could have been like, you know, Roberto Cavalli before he was in jail. 
Uh-huh. Like that kind of a thing. But but I actually liked it. You know, that mercury silver beating moment down the front. I liked your dog in the back. The whole time she did that interview, this dog came in. I was like, the dog did was... not see that until you just <laughs> the dog, mentioned it. The I dog's, see the dog. <laughs> the dog's adorable. She's doing this whole thing. She's like, all grabbed up. The dog's like, what are we doing? <laughs> get out Take, the shot. I don't think I'm going to get a walk in that dress. <laughs> I also loved Amanda Seyfried. And she was in this gorgeous coral Oscar de la Renta gown with all the, kind oh, of, I the flowers it. over her shoulder. She's gorgeous to me. And that's one of the things I posted on my... Wall. Really? No, not my wall. What's the thing called? The story. The story. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else is interesting? As um, Bryce Dallas Howard was wearing, wearing this crazy silver ombre dress from Temperley. Okay. And she bought it on the real reel. Really? And she did a whole process of how she bought on the real reel. It fit her proper. Okay. It was silver and ombre down to the red of her hair. So the trim of it was red. I mean, it was fun. It was nice. fun for what it was. I just want to remind everyone that that beautiful, fun glamour puss is from Ron Howard. Ron Howard, Potsy, is her dad. Yeah. And she's now this glamour queen, stars in Jurassic Park, like this. Running sh- through the jungle in white pumps. But yes, that's another girl. episode. Yes, you know you would too. <laughs> and another person I love was Sarah Paulson in Prada. Oh, yeah, she looked lovely. She looked gorgeous, and I loved it. Apparently, she must have broken her arm because the cast is dyed a gorgeous lilac purple. So I, I just loved how she incorporated that with that deep, seems like navy or blue-black. Do you think it was a Prada cast? I doubt it. You know, Balenciaga... Not unless, unless Prada has an office in Beverly Hills. You know, Balenciaga made a uh, cast in a sling for Madonna when she hurt her. Uh, I remember, remember that. that back in the day? Uh-huh. She, she wore a Balenciaga sling everywhere. I remember that. Uh, everyone wanted to break their arm trying to get a Balenciaga. <laughs> <laughs> Just for that. Right? And then um, Dan Levy in that chartreuse Valentino thing. Loved the look. I'm not, I'm not 100% of him in the look, Yeah, but I love the look. I I just think when you, when you do layering, layering is hard to do unless you're very small in frame. Yeah. So that's another fat joke against us fat people. No, 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 not at all. It's just, there's there's certain layering you can't get away with if you're a, a bigger guy. I'm a bigger guy. I can't pile on layers. Now, Although I love layers. Now, do you think, William, that if that top underneath, the shirt he had underneath it was not a mock turtleneck? Like, he remembers a mock neck on that. Mm, right. Do you think it would have been better? Like, he could have done the layers without that coverage around his neck? Uh, I think I, I think that would have been more flattering for him. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, again, I love the total look. Okay, and then what about Cynthia Erivo in that Valentino neon green? It's so Jetsons. I could get behind it, but then they put those horrible white gloves that she must have been covering a bad tattoo or something with. What on earth? This is the girl that started in Harriet. Well, woman who started in Harriet. Uh, we're, we're, we're on different pages on this. Um, the gloves that she wore, the upper length gloves that she wore in that kind of nude color were the same. She wore the same look head to toe that was in the show. Well, that's not styled then. Boring! I loved it. The only thing that kind of played with me, and this is being super, super like anal and, you know, whatever, was since she's such a short, she's a shorter woman. Yeah. And ideally, this this length of this dress should have hit her, because of her height, to me, a T-length, which is between the knee and the ankles. 
the runway girl had hit her on her ankles, but she's, I don't know, 5'11", 6 feet tall. And a size 2 and hungry. But the color on Cynthia was gorgeous. Yeah, I'm with you on the color. I just thought that that whole... I'm not ready for that. I think if you're going to do something that is that contemporary in fabric and right. silhouette, right. that your gloves should either be contemporary or should be just as bold or they should have been hot pink or they should have really played with it. I just think that there was a, there was a miss on that for me. Yeah, and I but and I, but I also love that the, the fabrication was like a, a neoprene, which is usually used for like scuba gear. So I thought that was kind of a well, made it she, modern. And where would she sit in that dress? That was oh, like no. you walk in, Baby, hey hey, and no, wave. There's no sitting in that dress. If you do sit, everybody's gonna see what gender you are. <laughs> the whole dress will the whole pop frame up. is gonna yeah, flop on up. It pops right on up. All right, now let's get let's just take this whole part right in. To our hot looks, and you tell me uh. what it is that you're loving. My hot look was Mr. Jared Leto in Gucci. He was nominated for supporting actor for The Little Things. I just loved his look. Um, he's basically been, I guess, the male muse of Alessandro Michele who's a creative director of Gucci. And I'm just loving the whole hippie 70s Scarface casino feel that his look is all about. And, you know, it was like the two-button peak lapel jacket and the crepe de chine shirt and the icing on the cake. And you know I'm a brooch. I know. I'm I a brooch, brooch lover. I saw that brooch. Oh, William's going to love this that look. That orchid brooch that seemed like it was like molded leather. I really tried to figure out what the material was. But it, I just, it was just perfect. And like his ombre hair. I just love that he's like gender fluid in his visual. And I just can't say enough amazing things about Jared Leto. So, bravo. Love, love, love. Well, I, I have... Lots to say about that, but I'm going to move on to <laughs> my, to my, <laughs> but no, I, I actually thought that it was great, but it's so interesting to me, the whole concept of like bohemian and cool. And yet he's like in a $6,000 outfit. So it's like, oh, okay. Sure. Well, yeah. You're so low. You're so bohemian. Yeah. Just like yeah. Yeah. The, the, you know, the people's kind of guy and the kind of, you know, no. You're like in a sheer blouse with a big flower on your lapel. And I'm, I'm here for it. You are there for it. I got it. And it look, the pants looked big to me. I feel like if you're going to wear that like wide leg flowing hippie pant, they need to be really fitted through the, through the hips. Through the hips. I mean, that's I just part with of you my there. thing. I, I like, no, no, I agree with you there. But I also could see that that would be his take on, like, I don't want anything too fitted. Because mm-hmm. I got to sit down during this Zoom thing mm-hmm. when I go to not accept my award because he lost. Poor thing. Um, I did see that movie that night rather than watching the whole Golden Globes. Which movie? His movie? The Little Things. Oh, okay. With Denzel Washington. Oh. Yeah, so I watched the movie. Like, I was literally watching Golden Globes. I got bored <laughs> once I got uh. the arrivals done. So I didn't watch the whole Golden Globes, but I just skipped out and watched that movie. <laughs> and how was it? I'm sure it was, it was good. It oh. was good. I mean, it was like, um, it didn't occur like a film, like a fabulous big movie in the theater because I was at home on my couch. But Got maybe you. had I gone out to see it, I don't know. But it was just, it was okay. I mean, but I mean, the, the union of Denzel Washington and yeah. Jared, I would just think that's a home I, run. Every time I go to watch a Denzel Washington movie, I'm always like, ugh, Denzel, he's so much. Like, oh, no. I know he's like, so his everything. thing. But every time you watch him perform, he's so 
like humble and sweet and great. I feel it. I mean, I, I don't know him. I love everything he does. I know. I love everything. All right. He does. Yes. So my, I have two. I'm going to squeeze in two. Do favorites, it. Okay. So my hot looks for the week are, gosh darn it, that Jane Fonda. I mean. If we could have just got Laura Dern to take some tailoring advice from Jane Fonda, it would have turned that entire Givenchy mess around. Jane Fonda showed up in that white, perfectly tailored suit, just bring it. And she's like 98 she's, years old you know or what? whatever she is. And she, she's old school Hollywood. She knows. She, she's, she's old school movie star. She knows how to bring it. Well, I mean, that was my point that we talked about a couple sessions ago where I said, listen, Actors or performers, they should have a stock of ready-to-go outfits in their closet that are perfectly tailored mm-hmm. for any appearance at anything. Mm-hmm. They should just be ready to do that. They shouldn't get invited to something and then all of a sudden be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to wear? Which you is should what they always a, do. You should have a closet full of winners. Classic, beautiful winners. And she was absolutely a winner for me in that. And then my second was Andre Day. Oh, I thought... I, you know, mm. I haven't seen a girl in a halter top dress, like mm-hmm. a halter dress, in years that looked as beautiful as she did. And she was an off-white Chanel. Beautiful. And it was just stunning. And I think it was her mom. I was on a flight with her once coming back from San Francisco on a little commuter plane from mm-hmm. San Fran to Burbank, her mm-hmm. and her people. Mm-hmm. And she was just funny and great. And you, you could just tell, because there's like only 35 or 40 people on this plane. Right. You could just tell that she was great. Yeah. And I'm so happy to see this. Um, the first time I saw her was at the Thanksgiving Day Parade in a big, macy gray looking, lime green fur. Okay. And now she's evolved to this beautiful, elegant, off-white Chanel halter. She, yeah. And I, and I loved how her hair was... The juxtaposition of like an urban hairstyle with a French couture gown was it was just perfect. Yeah, I, I'm super super happy for her, and, and I, I can't wait to see the movie. I haven't seen it. I yet. I know, I'm but gonna... I know. She, I mean, you can see she embodied the character of Billie Holiday. Yeah, and she won. And this is her first, and she shows you what raw talent can do because this is her first time ever acting, ever. Really? Yeah. I guess that's true. She has never acted before. Yeah. Well, she, she nailed it. She brought it. Good for her. So. We love her. You know what else we love? What is that? We love vocabulary. Vocabulary. And the word is the pussy bow. Okay. You're going to have to. I know you want me to unpack and let you know. <laughs> you're going to be. Please, please don't do too much unpacking of the pussy bow for me. Well, it originated in France in the 19th century. Of course it did. Yes. Like 100%. The pussy bow came from France. <laughs> and they called it the laverie. Laverie? Yes. And uh, she was, Louise de la laverie, was the mistress of Louis the Fifteenth. Oh. So that's what the French called it. Now, the name, it became called the pussy bow because it it was very similar to the neckties and the bows that people put on cats. Oh. Ergo, pussy. Pussy cat. Now, and, okay, wow. So, see, a lot of people don't realize that that's the core of where it comes from. It's people comes- don't really put bows on cats like that anymore. Well, then. I guess you'd now yeah. you that Peter would be after you for strangling a cat. Yeah, but to be honest with you, my first introduction to a bow that looked like this. Do you remember in the movie The Aristocrats? 
Disney. The Aristocats. Aristocats, yeah. I'm sorry, are we currently referencing the Aristocats on our podcast? Well, I'm telling you, that's where I first saw my pussy, uh, pussy bow. <laughs> I'm, tell, I'm being honest. That's where I first saw, like, wow, that's so cool. And I started to see it on the necks of dresses, on the waistline of dresses. And what makes a pussy bow a pussy bow? Pussy bow makes it, it what makes it a pussy bow is it's attached to said piece, be that the dress. So if it's a blouse, it's part of the blouse. It's not like um, you have a shirt and then you put a bow on and that's a pussy bow. It's a pussy bow because it's part of the garment. Oh, so I always thought a pussy bow meant that it was really um, big and a lot of fabric. and It is. Silk, it right? is. But what makes it that is it's part of whatever the piece is that you're wearing. So it doesn't have to be big. It could be no, but it has a to have. Tie. It still has to have the two loops and the two strings. That make it a proper like, bow. It just, can't just be a tie-off no. or not. And you just think of it as like your first time learning how to, let's say, tie your shoe. And I also think that pussy bows have always been very soft and gentle and kind of, you know, really like, like the epitome of feminists. Right. Feminism. Feminism. Right? And like, not as a movement, really, but really as... As it looks so feminine. And then you saw, like, Kamala Harris wore it. And right. she had it over the white. And it's, like, powerful when you, you put it on a certain way. Which is why it was cool the way, originally, I believe in the 70s, Yves Saint Laurent would put a masculine men's suit. But to soften it, he would put, like, a sheer chiffon blouse with a pussy bow on it. Wow. So it's, the you know, the contradiction of male and female. And, you know, that's how it was approached. So, wow. Now, who do you think does a lot of those now? Gucci. Yeah, they're or, doing all I mean, the it's um, men's tops, blouses, whatever we want to call them. Um, not blouses. We are not there yet, honey. We okay. cannot be calling men's tops blouses. If you go to 18th century, men were wearing blouses. Yes, they were. <laughs> men were actually wearing blouses before women. So, I mean, you know. But, yeah, but, yeah, but Gucci's the one that's really doing it. And then I just watched Ellie Saab Couture today, and they did it. So it's it's kind of a common theme. I too. think Chloe has some good bows like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to think of where I've I have a hard time selling those kinds of bows to people because a lot of women have a hard time tying a good bow. Well, you know what I it, I have I a think it's a mental thing, but if you think of think of tying your shoe. Yeah, it's but just like that. It's just not. William. It is. It is not. It is. I have a client, and I'm going to shout out to her right now. Anna Griffin, fabulous stationer. She's on HSN all the time, and that woman can tie a bow. I mean, I'm a good bow tire. Like I can get a client dress and tie a bow, but man, right. she'll undo it and she'll do, 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 and she is like. No, what does she do? Is she, did you say is she an artist? What is she's she? an artist. She's a she owns um, a big stationery company, so she does a lot of crafting. But, but see, but there you just said it. She does crafting. She yeah. works with her hands, so yeah. it's, it it probably comes a lot more natural. And she to did her. custom anniversary invitations for my parents, mm-hmm. and she hand tied a bow on each one. Well, actually. there you go. So she just has this aesthetic, and they work for her. She wears so many bows. If it has a bow or a ruffle, that girl is in. I mean, she but I will say. Bows can go wrong. Uh-huh. Based on what? Well, I... The, placement. Placement, but I also like when it's an organic tying of a bow as opposed to a dress and then you stick a bow on it. Okay. You see? Like a, like a bow on a butt is never a good thing. Like Gone with the Wind it, had a lot of bows on butts. It, it can be, but... I, and I'm just thinking, personally, 
When I think bow, I think 80s prom. Where yeah. it would just be a dress and then there was a bow on it out of nowhere. And you're like, really? Do we really need that bow? So that the bow should really be a closure. It should actually exactly. be operating and exactly. functioning as a part of the dress. Exactly. I got that. Exactly. I got that. Well, that is very fascinating to learn. Yeah. And thank you so much for informing us. So when you think of pussy bow, think of a cat and that's it. It's like a pussy cat. I mean, yeah. we did that whole segment without being too inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Night's young. Night's young. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hope you guys laugh as much as we do at doing this thing. All right, it is time for a brand view. Brand view. All right, this. What are we talking about? This uh, episode, yes. I'm going to tell you all about the row. Nice. So the row is Luxury. the Olsen twins, mm -hmm. right? From Full House. Full that's House, right. Yeah. Those Which I've never seen. Oh my gosh. Love John Stamos, but I've never seen the show. But really? Yeah. Yeah. I watched it growing up. Okay. I'm just a lot younger than you, so it's probably mm. on at different times. Allegedly. <laughs> and um, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen got into fashion um, at a young age. So, I mean, they're young now, but in 1999, they did their first um, foyer, mm -hmm. you could say. Is it foyer? Mm -hmm. Not foyer, yeah. Mm -hmm. Their first foyer into um, fashion, and they did a collaboration line for Walmart. Is that how it began? Yeah. So, in 1999, they did a line for Walmart, and it was geared towards oh ages four, 4 to 14. Huh. And it just... At the time, it was really before all the Target, Missoni, and all the Target, mm -hmm. all those collaborations with the big designers mm -hmm. of Target and H&M and all that. It was before anyone else was really doing that. And it launched. It was very successful. Oh. So in 2006, Ashley Olsen decided she wanted to create the perfect t-shirt. Okay. So the entire collection... The entire business mm -hmm. was born out of trying to create the a woman's perfect t-shirt that had the right shape, that had the right size. Because the truth is, mm -hmm. you know, as of the 90s, t-shirts are a daily. Like, people wear t-shirts yeah. in silk and poly and just cotton. They're printed mm -hmm. t-shirts. They protest in t-shirts. They go to the Oscars in t-shirts. Thank you, Sharon Stone. Mm -hmm. Like, there are people are t-shirts. And it's a piece everybody has. A piece everybody has. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> finding a t-shirt that is made to where everyone can wear it and enjoy it um, was the goal. And it wanted to be perfect. And so they designed a collection around this perfect t-shirt. And the first collection had seven pieces in it. Mm -hmm. It included the t-shirt, some leggings, and a cashmere wool tank dress. Mm -hmm. Seven pieces. Mm -hmm. Barney's bought the whole collection. Mm -hmm. And so their first big buy was Barney's New York. And that's how they got in there. Um, and the first three years of the brand, so 2006 to 2009, there was absolutely zero press about the Olsen's participation in the brand. And they little. wanted the brand to stand alone That's and smart. really be about themselves. And like about what the product is. Right. Not Instead of about like themselves. celebrity designer, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. So a lot of celebrity designer stuff was also happening at that time. And um, in 2008, when they decided to start launching things, they got their first model and they found some lady named Lauren Hutton. I don't know if you've heard of her. Um... <laughs> Yeah, one of the original supermodels. I think I've heard of her. Lauren Hutton was their first model. 
That's and brilliant. they became really great friends. And Lauren really talked about the line being this perfect mix. And I'm I'm just gonna read you some of the. I did a lot of listening and reading on it. And here's <clears throat> people speaking of the fabrics. That it's all about plush fabrics, mm-hmm. luxurious basics, mm-hmm. easy to wear, mm-hmm. and refined minimal luxury. Agreed. That that's really what it's about. And for them to play with silks and wools. And when you go into their spaces, they're all very much like that. Mm-hmm. In 2012, so that was six years after they started the line, they were des- designated Women's Wear Designer of the Year. Wow. Which I'm like, wow. Okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their first store that they opened was in 2014, and that was in LA. Yeah. Was and then 2016, they opened in New York. In 2019, they opened in London. So they have three stores all together. They're in 164 stores around the world, and they're in 37 countries. Wow. So the 37 countries, I was like, okay. I mean, I think I could get the first 20, 25. The last 12, I'm like, where on earth are they? But, you know, there's fabulous, wealthy, basic people everywhere. Yeah. Um, and... And those price points are no joke. Well, let's just talk about the price points for a second, okay? <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Well, first of all, in justifying their price points... Okay. They, um, everything except for handbags and shoes, which are, of course, made in Italy, because mm-hmm. I think that the Italian mob has, like, run the entire thing. But everything's made in America. Really? Yeah. So all their pants, all their silks, and all of their knits. Just think about that. Like knits, like beautiful cashmere cable knit sweaters are all made in America. I did not know that. So that's part of where they get their pricing from. And it really, you know, it's an elevated product to have it made. I would call it almost small batch where you're having all the knitting, all those pieces. And they're made of Italian yarns, a lot of Mm -hmm. them. But um, a cotton white blouse is about $990. Yeah. A layering tank top is $750. You can get yourself a fabulous pair of jeans for six hundred. Um, jackets, not so much. I mean, they're they're luxury, but they're twenty two hundred to three thousand. So that's yeah. not so. I mean, that's pretty much in line with Armani and with everybody else. Uh, of course, if you start getting into their double ply and double face cashmere, get out gonna, your checkbook. It's going to be up to about six thousand on up. And their tote bags are around two grand. You can get a pair of pants from them for anywhere from nine hundred to twenty one hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, if you imagine, I just like to. I sometimes like to just go through these numbers with people. A thousand dollars sounds like so much money for a pair of pants. It is a lot of money for a pair of pants. I want you all to know that I know that that's a lot of money for right, a pair of pants. Right. Okay. But let's work backwards. That being said. That being said, if a pair of pants is $1,000, that means that the wholesale price is about $500. That's simplifying it a little bit. It might Mm -hmm. be four fifty, dollars it might be four twenty, dollars but uh, let's just say $500. Mm -hmm. And the fabric for those wide leg pants can be up to $100 a yard, $150 a yard just to buy the fabric. And then by the time you get the labor in there, and by the time you... It just... It's expensive to make beautiful clothes. So I'm not by any way saying, yes, they're worth it, but I'm also not saying that they are not worth it. Right. Because there's a certain amount of quality that you're getting from that. And Uh, Yeah, and the the quality can't be denied. It is really beautifully done pieces. It is beautiful stuff. Now, they did a foyer... uh, I'm going to use the word foyer again. They did a little (laughs) side excursion called Elizabeth and James. So Elizabeth and James was theirs. So at the row, when they started the row in 2006, they also started Elizabeth and James. And this was more of a mid-price line 
Um, blouses were like two to four hundred bucks, and you could buy it at Bloomies and Saks and Neiman's and Nordstrom and okay. Macy's. And um, it was named after their siblings. So Elizabeth and James are the Olsen twins' siblings' names. Oh, I didn't know they had siblings. Okay. I didn't know they did either. And it was so funny because as I was writing this, I was like, wow. They, it's so weird that each of them only has one sibling, forgetting mm-hmm. that they're siblings. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so that must mean there's four kids in this family. So Elizabeth and James, um, it, they went out of business in 2018. Mm. But as the Olsen twins, the billionaires that they are, they didn't just go out of business. They sold all the licensing to Kohl's. So you can oh. now buy Elizabeth and James at Kohl's. Oh. So it's a different thing now. I'm not even sure. I mean, today you can. Get yeah. It? Oh, okay. And I'm sh- and I'm not even sure how that works. Like I know that when Armani sold out Armani jeans, he had no rights to anything. Right. Um, no, not Armani jeans. Armani exchange. Uh, Armani exchange. Yeah. He had no right to anything. So now I don't know what the situation is there, but it's just how they kind of decided to move forward with that brand because they had brand recognition mm-hmm. as. Um, Elizabeth and James. Right. So here's some fun facts about them. In 2011, mm-hmm. they partnered with Tom's, you know, those little slide-on crazy yes. shoes, the uh-huh. espadrille kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they did a limited edition shoe. Hmm. What? And Tom's is those shoes, if you buy a pair, they donate a pair. Yes. So in 2011, that. they did this collaboration with them, and they went to Honduras with Tom and did a shoe drop. How beautiful. Now... I just had this vision of all of them in some fancy helicopter throwing shoes. Like no, a shoe drop. That would be obnoxious. Could I don't think imagine? they did that. I hope they landed. I hope they landed, like <laughs> handed them to them because they call it a shoe drop. Like I know during the war, they would send all this stuff, like in World War II, they would like send all this stuff, like Hershey bars to people trying to tell them America's great. I just hope the Olsen twins weren't down to like throwing boxes of shoes. I hope we've graduated. I hope Throwing so. things out of place. I hope so. <laughs> I don't think so. Holy, but we'll see. <laughs> Um, lots happens around. I've been watching BBC World. There's a lot happening in the world. That's my favorite. Uh, 2012, mm-hmm. they did a collaboration with Damien Hirst. Damien Hirst. Damien Hirst is this pop artist. Okay. And this was the crazy stuff. This is where they got really, really seen and heard. Mm-hmm. Um, before they did the collaboration with Damien Hirst, they created the first... Crocodile. Now, I read lots of articles, and some are crocodile, some are alligator. So I don't know which one it was. It's one of those ugly animals. But it's a crocodile backpack. Did you not hear about this? No, but there's. No, no. No, no, listen. Wait, okay. These crocodile hat backpacks were $39,000 okay. and sold out. It was a number one sell out of their collection. I'm sure it was and limited could, edition. Right? Nope. They're still sell out. Can't get them. Like it's. It's this crazy really? thing. Really? Yes. Now, I don't know if they're still making them to this day, but then when they did Damien Hurst, they made a collection with him, and the ones with Damien Hurst went for $55,000. They made nine of them, and a portion of the proceeds went to UNICEF. Oh, okay. No. No, no, no. If you're buying a $55,000 crocodile backpack, you should just write a check for $55,000 to UNICEF at the same time. Agreed. Don't you give me like 3% of some freaking $55,000 no, backpack. Agreed. Okay? Yeah. So, um, and they were ugly. They had, um, if you look at them, Damien Hurst put like um, pills and little appliques on the outside of them. So they were no, it had been much more beautiful just to have a beautiful brown or black crocodile backpack. Oh. But anyway... Um, yeah, so they sold out of those two, and they just had this 
killer, killer um, luxury business. And that particular backpack was important to their business because it got a lot of press. So the $39,000 backpack that they started with that uh-huh. got so, that sold out, it was uh-huh. their number one buy from the collection that they showed, that they um, were just in all the news. Anderson Cooper on CNN covered them. Everyone talked uh. about it because it was like the world of exorbitant. And keep in mind, it was in 2012. So we were still coming out of the Great Recession. Yeah. So there were, you know, people were struggling. And then there's this whole other group of people buying $31,000 backpacks. That top 2% of wealth that go that regularly goes to row. They didn't feel it. Well, I always say when people lose money, it doesn't go down a drain. It goes into someone else's pocket. <laughs> I so never there are heard people that. losing billions and billions of dollars. It's not going into the air. It's going to someone else's pocket. I've never heard it put that way, but you're right. Money's moving around. Money's moving Not around. Disappearing. In 2015 and 2018, they did a collaboration with Oliver Peoples, my favorite, favorite eyeglass line. Okay. I'm wearing their readers right now. Gorgeous. And um, they did an eyeglass line, line with them, and it was 90s inspired. <laughs> and they, um, the Wall Street Journal called them the innovator of the year in 2012. So it wasn't just, you know, fashion businesses that were giving them accolades. It was really business, like business magazines mm-hmm. um, because they were making an American-made product and they really had the intention of having an American luxury brand. And if you think about it, there aren't a lot of American luxury Not brands. Not at all. And they've kept very true to that. A lot of brands have skipped to making stuff in China. I remember Michael Kors' main collection, they were making all those knits in China. So you go and see a $1,500 rayon and cashmere cardigan, and you look at the tag, and it was no longer made in Italy. It was a made of Italian yarn in China. That is just... I just can't. Now, nothing wrong with China, but China has a different cost. It does not. It's all about collecting huge margins, and that the consumer does not read the tag. If you can get anything out of this, what I'm saying right now, right. just read the tags, people. Read the tags. Right. And it's funny. That's kind of what's happening with uh, Versace, because now Michael Kors owns Versace. Oh, yeah. He's going to do that same thing to them. So you, But you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's... Yeah. yeah. We need to get Joan on here and talk to her about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it is a private company, so I wasn't able to get any of the numbers. But okay. all the estimates are that it's between $100 and $200 million in sales per year. So it's a relatively small company still. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's all together. So that means that you're um, really probably $80 million in wholesale business. Right? So that's... That's not too shabby. That's not too shabby. And it's a very niche market. So I think it has a slow follow mm-hmm. and that people get into it and um, buy more and more. They have right. a cult following because right. they really love the quality and there's no branding on anything right there's no even their bags there's very little any marking on it that right. would tell you what it is right so it's for those people that want to go under the radar with their luxury lifestyle mm-hmm. and designers as designers they really never went to design school or any of that but what they did was they studied how things were made right. what sold you can tell. what was interesting to people they studied everything, and mm-hmm. they collaborate with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And when they go to create the collection, they do that together and really come with what they think are going to be great ideas. I think what I left the story with was it all just started with a t-shirt idea. Mm-hmm. That Ashley wanted to have this t-shirt that would 
be great and would fit everybody. And it blew up and grew into a whole company out of it. But she was after that t-shirt for months and months and months and months. Now, obviously, they have the capital to get behind it. But anyone that has a great idea for a great product that people will want, just keep on keeping on. Because there will be a way to get that out of the marketplace and one day you too could row, row, row your, your own boat. boat. Okay. <laughs> Cha-ching. Row, row, row your yacht gently down the stream. Oh my gosh, I didn't know why I didn't come up with that earlier. I'm so glad I did, and I would have been doing that the entire segment. So the brilliance it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So ladies and gentlemen, that is the row. <laughs> Speaking of row, row, row your boat. Mm-mm. It makes me think of rot row. What rocked your boat? Rot row. Like those dogs barking called rot row. Mommy, someone stole us. Lady Gaga's dog walker. Can we just talk about that for one second? Uh, there's. So the dog walker goes out, gets shot. Now, not like in the foot or in the chest, survives, and two of the three dogs are stolen. Now, I have lots of questions. Number one, the third dog just said, no, I don't want to go. The third dog peed. The third I dog will went, say this. Wasn't I heard, cute? I heard the third dog no. was black. No. <laughs> so the that dog... That is not even true. It is true. It is not true. It is too true. Really? Yes. So the other two dogs were white? And they well, they were, they were... Brown. They were like or... mi- brown. You know, they were mixed coats or whatever. So is it going to be black? I'm sure the third dog was like, really? You going to take them and not me? <laughs> <laughs> That's just a little comic relief. That is so ridiculous. <laughs> so they stole the dogs. Right. Oh my gosh. And then they wanted 500 grand for him. Oh, is that what they were asking? Yeah. And then the uh, dogs came back. So everyone's pretty sure that they got their 500 grand. Oh, I'm sure they did. And the whole story went away. I just, I, the gray area for me is out of the thousands of dogs and dog walkers and all that we have in Hollywood. How did they happen upon Lady Gaga's dog? There's for sure they were casing. N- they knew where they knew where Gaga lived. They watched someone come out, and this I don't know this person, but somehow they must have known that, that was Gaga's dog walk. You're not gonna like go and look if someone stole my dogs and mm-hmm. I had ten million dollars sitting in the bank, and someone said, "Give me five hundred thousand dollars for your two dogs," I would say, "Bye, Wolfie." Right? I get. Bye. Listen, I get the dog napping thing. I don't understand the... Is there... Wait, the dog napping thing? Is there like a dog napping thing going on? Well, like kidnapping, dog napping, I kind of see it, but you never hear of it being violent, like shot in the chest. Right? It's usually like... Because I believe... Couldn't they just hold him up with a gun? I believe the dogs were tied up while he was in a store. I (gasps) believe. You mean... I could be wrong. But I believe that's... So what I'm saying is the dogs could have been taken without there being any gun involved. That's that's, right, but, that's the part of the story I'm like, well, But now the how? other thing is, let's just imagine this. Yeah. This dog walker could have been one heck of a baller and been like, you're not taking those dogs and came after him with well, them. Well, did you see him? Uh-uh. He ain't fighting nobody. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> oh my gosh, Gaga and this walker are never going to come on our show, for sure. Oh, yes, they will. <laughs> And if they do, we'll be sure and let you know. But the only way you're going to find out if they're coming on our show is if you, what? Like, Like, follow. Wait. Like, like, listen, listen and share. Like, listen, and share and follow us. You have to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. What you're wearing, what you're wearing, what you're wearing. Yes. 
And you will find out who's going to be on next if you just follow us there. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, thank you. You're the best. For all your support. 